1: So, because it wasn't the right time yet, Jesus refused his brother's request. He said, you go up to the feast. Now, he probably chose not to go with them because doing so would have resulted in traveling in a large caravan of familiar people.
0: And why would Jesus have found that of concern? Well... You will find out in just a moment uh, and have one of those, oh, yes, moments. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. He's the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands. They're located in San Bruno, and they're on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. This is a daily visit from the church, a nonprofit outreach, and you can find out more about us on the web at Study versebyverse.com. Here's Pastor Layton.
1: You remember the story about uh, Jesus at the age of 12 when the family and the the town went to Jerusalem for uh, some feast and then as they were coming home it took three days for Joseph and Mary to figure out Jesus wasn't with them. And they had to go back to Jerusalem. So, you know, if he was traveling on the way to Jerusalem with that group, everybody would have known he was with them and their hearts would have been stirred and so forth. And it might have led to an attempt to make him, uh, take him by force and make him king, like it happened in the previous chapter. Or it might have triggered a uh, premature triumphal entry, which was not scheduled in God's plan to happen for another six months. Uh, and that, or, or might have sparked a confrontation with the Jewish leaders before the proper time. Um, so there was a reason why he chose to travel uh, quietly rather than in that caravan. Leon Morris wrote, "There's a difficulty here. For after saying this, Jesus does later go to Jerusalem. It is important, accordingly, to notice that the use of the present tense does not exclude subsequent action of a different kind. Jesus simply says that the brothers should go. Go now." And he separates himself from them. Moreover, what they are urging him to do is to go up to keep the feast. And this Jesus did not do, neither then nor later. He was absent for a good part of the ceremonies, perhaps for all of them. He went up to give a certain teaching, not to observe the feast in the manner of a pilgrim. He is refusing to go up at their request, but he is not refusing to go up to Jerusalem. I think that's important for us to understand. Some of our translations uh, don't communicate that nuance clearly to us, but some do. So Jesus did not say that he would not attend the feast at all, but rather he would not go with his brothers in the manner that they expected. Verse 10. But after his brothers had gone up to the feast, then he also went up, not publicly, but in private. The Jews were looking for him at the feast and saying, where is he? And there was much muttering about him among the people. And while some said he's a good man, others said, no, he's leading the people astray. Yet for fear of the Jews, no one spoke openly of him. So according to verse 14, Jesus didn't arrive in Jerusalem until the the middle of the feast. And by then, everybody who was going to the feast had already gotten there and the roads were relatively deserted. And the events that were taking place in Jerusalem confirmed the wisdom of the Lord's caution because the author here notes that the Jews were seeking him at the feast and saying, Where is he? Where is he? We're looking for him. Now, the Jewish leaders, the Jews here refers to Jewish leaders, and they they consisted primarily of two groups, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Pharisees hated him because he didn't observe their little rules and regulations. And that meant that he was contrary to them. If he was right, they were wrong. If he was wrong, they were right. And they loved their own system more than they loved God. And so they needed to get rid of someone who was contrary to their system and influential. And the Sadducees, well, they were a political party. They didn't observe the Pharisees' rules and regulations. But nearly all of the priests were Sadducees. And they collaborated with the Romans And they had a very comfortable and luxurious life. They didn't want a Messiah because if a Messiah came, then their political and financial sources would be gone. And so they hated Jesus because he interfered with their comfort and their convenience. You know, when a a person's values clash with those of Christ, they have to choose either to uh, submit to Jesus or to try to destroy him. He can't do what he likes if Christ doesn't like it. Now, the leaders were not the only ones discussing Jesus in his absence. There was much grumbling among the crowds. Some were saying, he's a good man. Others were saying, no, on the contrary, he leads people astray. And actually, both of these views of Jesus were not correct. Uh, Jesus wasn't a mere good man because good men don't claim to be God. Nor was he leading people astray because deceivers do not perform the God-ordained miracles that Jesus did. The crowd was talking about it, but they were afraid to talk too loud. The word that John uses for their talking is the word gnosmus. And it indicates a kind of a grumbling, a discontented undertone. It was the, one, the word that was used to, to describe the grumbling of the children of Israel in the wilderness when they were complaining quietly about Moses. They were muttering uh, complaints that they were afraid to utter out loud. Fear can take a person and, and keep them from making a loud and clear declaration of their faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and instead make it a mere mutter. Christians should never be afraid to tell the world loud and clear they believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Jesus said, so everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. No one would speak openly of him for fear of the Jews. They had differing opinions, but they were afraid to let their opinions be known except in muted undertones and and quiet conversations in the corner with friends. The officials had not yet made a declaration of their position, but they knew that the leaders, the religious leaders, didn't like Jesus. And to contradict the religious leaders could lead to punishment. They were afraid of what the Jewish officials would do to them. The words of Jesus brought division among the people, such incredible division that even the guards that were sent by the religious leaders to arrest Jesus, later refused to do so. No man has ever spoken such as this man. In this passage, so clearly written for us, it it shows us that Jesus followed God's plan and timetable perfectly, exactly like the Father wished. And those who are true followers of Christ also have the ability to follow God's revealed will, will, because we've been given both his word and his spirit. His word informs of what, of what we should do. And the spirit empowers us to do that with gladness. Unbelievers do not have the capacity to know God's will or the empowerment of the spirit to obey it. So it brings up a couple of questions for us. First question. Walking in God's plan and timing. Question, are you consciously walking in God's plan and timing for your life? Are you seeking God's guidance every moment of every day? Were you even aware that God has a plan for your life every moment of every day? Jesus told his brothers, you can do whatever you want. Because whatever you're doing is irrelevant. It's not an investment in, in eternity. You're just squandering time. But when we are doing what God has called us to do in the timing and the fashion that God has called us, then what we are doing is significant in time and eternity. Secondly, friendship with the world. How comfortable are you with the world? Or perhaps even more revealing, How comfortable is the world with you? You remain silent when you should speak up because, like the crowds at the feast, you're afraid of saying something that's not politically correct or popular. James 4, 4 and 5 says... Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Passage tells us that Jesus was hated because he testified that the works of the world were evil. What he did and what he said reminded people of their responsibility to God and when they didn't like to be reminded, they didn't like the one who was reminding them. So what about you? Do you say and do things that appear to condone evil? By your silence or your participation, do you condone evil? Are people who are continuing in evil comfortable around you? It's not that Christians are sinless. We're not. But Christians can never condone sin. And if we are being the salt and the light that Jesus has called us to be, we're not going to be as popular as people who are of the world. Lord, thank you for your word, though often it is very confrontational and very challenging. Thank you, Lord, for giving us guidance and teaching us what has true value and significance. Lord, we want to live lives that are pleasing to you. We want to live lives that glorify you. Help us to do that, Lord. Help us to be the salt and the light that you have called us to be.
0: Amen. That is certainly one of the uh, several goals of this ministry, to be salt and light and to bring God's word to as many people as possible. That's why we use broadcasting and uh, share our messages here on this radio station. You're listening to Study Verse by Verse, an outreach of Church of the Highlands right here in the Bay Area in San Bruno. Pastor Leighton Sheely is the senior pastor, and I'm Mike Trout. This broadcast has been on the air for many years, and it's supported in part by listeners just like yourself, people who want to come alongside, be a part of this ministry, join in the effort and help finance the, um, the outreach of Study Verse by Verse. You can find out more about that when you go to the website studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. We'd also love to see you on a Sunday at Church of the Highlands. And let us know that you listen to the broadcast if you do walk through the doors, either Saturday night or Sunday morning. Have a great rest of your day and come back tomorrow when Pastor Layton will continue in the book of John and help us study verse by verse.